I would say we need to focus more on stability rather than even mobility. I think you can get away with a lot of crap if you have good neuromuscular stability. Like if your body knows how to move your shoulders, move your spine, move your hips, move all that other stuff. A lot of mobility issues develop from poor movement compensation. That goes back to what we talked about earlier as far as like not taking everything you see as gospel. Go learn some stuff on your own. Like read some books. Try to figure some stuff out by yourself. Like don't just, you know, read who the, the next person with 10,000 followers on Twitter says. So to say that something is an absolute is ridiculous and that it, you have to consider the context in pretty much every situation. Fellas, 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 welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Baseball Cloud, professional data for the amateur player. Baseball Cloud allows players from all over the country to consolidate data from their performance into a centralized location. This allows players, coaches, and scouts to effectively track, compare, and view a player's results through the use of graphs and a multitude of other visual analysis tools within seconds. Learn more about their software at BaseballCloud.com and follow them at social me- on social media at BaseballCloudUS. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to check out our online marketplace of resources we put together at thesystem.farm. Our free membership gives you full access to a multitude of different sections, including practice plans, discount codes, job listings, unsigned players, and so much more. The Farm Plus membership gives you full access to our monthly farm drills, farm talks, chat boards, data and tech, in the farm board, baby. The farm board. Make sure you're a member at the system.farm. That's the system.farm. Honestly, Bo, that might be my favorite website. I mean, I might be a little biased, but that's my favorite website. The system.farm, baby. <laughs> but hey guys, so what we're gonna do is on this episode, we're sitting down with Tyler White, who is the co-founder and head of baseball performance at Gasalt a performance so we're going to go ahead and sit down with him so this is again he's a great mind looking forward to it and that's coming at you right now don't leave that dugout we got Bo and joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now welcome back to the farm system we're sitting down with tyler white co-founder and head of baseball performance at gestalt performance Tyler, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down and chat with us here at the Farm System. Bo and Joe, gentlemen, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Absolutely, my man. So, I mean, obviously, one of the big reasons we wanted to have you on, we, first off, um, I'm kind of actually upset. It's Bo's fault. I'm going to blame this on Bo that we didn't have <laughs> you on sooner. So, um, but no, obviously, again, uh, been a great resource. Um, you know, I uh, what, met you about two years ago at uh, Bridge the Gap. Um, and so yep. when we, we met there, we connected, I think we went and got Chick-fil-A together. Uh, that, we we crushed some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause bleak, bleak was starving us to death. So we had, we had, we had to sneak off to a Chick-fil-A. Um, but mm-hmm. no, uh, 
then since then, um, again, uh, you've been a great resource. I've, uh, you know, every time I see you, I'm asking you a bunch of questions. Um, you really helped me with a lot of different things. So again, you provided me so much value. I thought it'd be great uh, to pull you onto the podcast and really open up your brain for a lot of our listeners. So again, thanks for jumping on with us. Man, I appreciate that. Absolutely. And Tyler, before we kind of get the show rolling here a little bit, uh, do you mind taking our listeners through your journey to get to this point in your career and kind of what led you to starting uh, uh, Gestalt Performance? Yeah. So I played baseball pretty much my entire life uh, from the age of maybe three or four up until college. And it was, it was basically my my, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I woke up, thought about it. You know, once it warmed up a little, hell, even it wasn't even warm outside. I'd be out. We had a cage, batting cage in our backyard. And I'd be out hitting in 25 degree weather, uh, which was horrible. But I thought that's what's going to take to get better. So I just put it in rep after rep after rep. And I, I mean, that was that was 24 seven for me. Um, and then in, in high school, I started getting a little bit better, started getting some looks, started getting noticed. Thought, hey, this might be something I could turn into a future for myself. Um, and then uh, woke up one morning and couldn't lift my arm over my shoulder, and had no idea why. There was no accident, no like nothing that sparked it uh, total frustration um, basically from there uh, had to rehab for probably three or four months ended up redshirting my freshman year of college and um, thought maybe I'll give this another try uh, and then got hurt again and it was basically all non-contact stuff so incredibly frustrating to spend your entire life working towards something and then having it taken away kind of out, out of nowhere seemingly right so from that point I, I go um, I'm going to go to school and figure out why this happened. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to go into learning about baseball, learning about movement, finding out why I broke down so that I can help others from having the exact same thing happen. Right. And I know there's a lot of people, I had a lot of friends with the same thing. They're doing really well. And then oof, something happened and, and, and the career's over. Mm-hmm. So from there, um, decided, uh, went to undergrad, wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, learned a little bit more about options. Um, could have been a physical therapist, but then they have some limitations on, on open access, a little bit harder to get to sometimes. Um, could have maybe thought about orth- orthopedic surgery, but then uh, got to be really smart, got to spend a lot more time. <laughs> and you can't, they don't really get the opportunity to get hands on as far as like working with making the changes. They go in and do surgery most of the time or do injections. And that really wasn't really the avenue I wanted. So uh, chiropractic was the way I, I went. Now, the problem with that is, there's a lot of really bad chiropractors out there. So people, mm. when they hear that, they think, oh, you're that you know, crazy one that's adjusting <laughs> my spine, trying to fix my uh, elbow or trying to fix my, uh, um, my sinuses or something stupid. So that I, I got to deal with, but it was also kind of the e- easiest avenue or easiest path for me to get in to get my hands on, on throwers and work on athletes. So that led me to that. And then um, I got out started working, I had kind of a niche where I was working primarily with baseball throwers. Um, and uh, I was kind of doing my own thing. And then shortly after, um, my now business partner, Brett Winchester, he was working, he had just started working with the Cardinals. And uh, he had called me he was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I, I would love to meet up, maybe we can work more together. So you work a lot with baseball for, you know, had some really good uh, references. Um, so we met up and, and, you know, clicked really well and hit it off. And basically from there, we decided to start stall performance and, um, do a lot of consulting. We do traveling, we work with organizations, whether that's, you know, private, uh, uh travel ball teams or professional teams, you know, big leagues, um, or universities. 
And it's all about, you know, movement competency, uh, assessments, making sure that everyone is, 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 you know, functionally moving the way they're supposed to. So we're, I, a long story short, got hurt, one figure out why. Now I'm focused on fixing people so that that doesn't happen to them. <laughs> love it. Love it. Obviously, it can, um, I've told the story before, but the same thing too. I've uh, tore my shoulder in two places. And also, Bo is, you know, also torn uh, his elbow. So yeah. we just, you know, got it all together. We understand for sure. Um, love that. And, you know, one of the people that we had on the, on the podcast not too long ago was my man, um, Oster. So now, you know, he's the owner of the base of baseball development group. If you guys don't know out in Canada, he was just newly hired with the Cleveland Indians. So shout out to him. I actually just talked to him another day, but the reason I bring this up, Tyler, is I want to know how you became such close friends with the Canadian. Uh, I think honestly it was through Twitter. So Twitter's amazing because it has the best of the best in the sense that you can create friendships and, and reach your network out to really smart people and learn from them and become friends and, and really connect. But it's also really bad because you hear a lot of BS from people that are just <laughs> trying to get noticed. Yeah. And oh, cloud know, chasers. You have, uh, Oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> so the, the problem is everybody's trying to, you know, get noticed. And with that is you get a following, you become a little bit of a, I'm going to call baseball Twitter influencer. And then everyone says, you know, looks at what you say is gospel. And like, that is the worst thing to do. So that mm-hmm. was a tangent. I apologize. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I met Steve through, uh, through Twitter. And then uh, we hung out at um, Pitchapalooza a couple years back and then just kind of got to know each other a little bit better, stayed in touch. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, uh, he asked me to write a few chapters in the, his book that he published. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. We're going to dive into that a little bit uh, more later on. Um, again, great guy. Uh, we again a lot of things that we pulled from him again, obviously Adam on the podcast as well. He had a great episode. Um, but yeah, so I want, you know, I think this is a big point and we kind of want to dive into this cause I know that you and I have uh, thrown this around a couple of times, but you know, if you could give me one thing that you feel like every coach should know about the body, um, what, and, and at most don't, what would you say that that is? I would say we need to focus more on stability rather than even mobility. I think you can get away with a lot of crap if you have good neuromuscular stability. Like if your body knows how to move your shoulders, move your spine, move your hips, move all that other stuff. Because yeah. a lot of mobility issues develop from poor movement compensation. Mm. And like, even if you have tightness in certain muscles, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to stretch that muscle out. It could be neurologically tight. Like think about how tight hamstrings are. If you stretch a tight hamstring that's lengthened, you're just predisposing yourself for a hamstring strain. So mm. if, you, if you can understand like how the, the joints need to be moving or how the brain needs to control certain muscles, you can achieve an enormous amount of movement uh, um, proficiency and, and, you know, functional movement and good power transfer and energy transfer and, and all the above. Like you become unstoppable if you just learn a little bit on movement. Um, and I mean, there's a ton of books out there that, are, that dive deeper into it. There's a ton of resources. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's hard to say like one thing about the body that they need to know because there's a lot of things, but yeah. If, if you if you get overwhelmed at like that statement, you're never going to get anywhere. You got to start small and just start picking away and just learning a little tiny bit every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's kind of funny you mentioned that too. Coaches tuning in, if you're looking for a tool that can help with those feedback compensations, I think the farm board can do that for you. 
Hey, baby. <laughs> um, no, but Tyler, I wanted to transition a little bit here. Um, you recently held an event, the the World Pitching Congress. Um, you know, obviously we've thrown and held hold the uh, Bridge the Gap event. So we know what it takes to go into putting on a production like that. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the World Pitching Congress, how it came to be, and kind of what was your goal for the event? Holy cow. So that was a ton of work, way more than I was prepared for. Um, so I would say maybe last February, March timeframe, uh, which intimidates me because now that reminds me I need to start thinking about 2021 a little bit heavier. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, Brett and I sat down and this is something we've been kind of talking about for a little while as far as like we should hold a conference or a convention or something. Um, where we bring, you know, the best and brightest in baseball, whether it's performance, rehab, pitching coaches, strength coaches, athletic trainers, physical therapists, chiropractors, orthopedic surgeons, you name it. We wanted to bring the best possible people in the industry all together to talk yeah. about what they do and what makes them unique and, and kind of what they're seeing as the trends change and, and uh, you know, what's the top of the top as far as like how to work with baseball athletes or how to, you know, train baseball athletes, specifically pitchers. So we sat down and, and hashed it out, like, who would we like to see? You know, what would we like to go over? Where is this going to be? Um, and uh, we just started putting the pieces together. And then being the first time running something like this, I had no clue what the hell I was doing. So I'm basically <laughs> working nonstop to try to find, you know, good uh, sponsors or vendors and finding, you know, we had a good location from the get-go. Josh Kiesel over P3, they – then at their venue and it's it's a fantastic spot for for an, our event um but yeah we uh we basically just had to keep figuring out how to how to run this thing and, and all the ins and outs and uh be risk averse like what if there's a threat of a half inch of ice on the first day like there was <laughs> we had to find things to do so so uh it's uh it all kind of came to place and uh you know i'm impressed by how it went it went way better than i thought it was going to honestly Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm excited for, for 2021. Yeah, you kind of walk into the next question I had for you. Um, well, first of all, when are you going to get some hitting in there, man? <laughs> uh, Hitters, I would cares? say it's always, yeah, exactly, right? No. Um, <laughs> I would say that it's something we've discussed, but the, the reason we brought pitching into the fold is there's such a, an insane amount of injuries with pitching. And it's, mm -hmm almost all non-contact. So it's like, we got to figure out why the hell this is happening. Yep. So with hitting, that's not really the case. Like, yeah, you, you might strain your oblique, you might have a, a hip issue or a low back issue, but it's not, it's not career or life, you know, career threatening, like some pitching uh, injuries could potentially be. So yep. that was kind of the drive there. That's where our, our mindset is with, with holding that event. It's like, we, you know, we want to, we want to really get down to the bottom of this and hear from you know, each individual that's at the top of their game, what they think the problem is. So that's, that was kind of the reason there's hasn't really been hitting yet. We've mm -hmm. thought about maybe doing something in the future. So it's still open for debate, but <laughs> as of right now, we'll probably stick with pitching. Gotcha. So now that you've done it and you're looking forward to uh, this coming year, what would you say your biggest takeaway from the event was and what can we expect from you moving into next year? I would say biggest takeaway from me was, I was overwhelmed at how many people want to learn and how many people reached out to learn and to, to grow and to, to pick everyone else's brains. And just that, you know, there's a huge need for this. Okay. I hadn't really, when we talked about it, putting it together, we hadn't really seen an event where you're bringing kind of the whole rehab and performance aspects together 
and then also doing demonstrations of some of that stuff. Like there's a lot of like, uh, you know, pitching specific, like for just, just like, uh, um, like just for the coaches. But I wanted to bring something where like we had pitching coaches there. We had the medical staff there. We had the strength staff there. Like everyone came together and they all communicated. And it was, it was profound. It was awesome because like you had the, the strength guy would raise his hand and ask a question about this. And the pitching coach would raise his hand and question about this. And everyone was like bouncing ideas off each other. And it was just like this, this awesome, like think tank of, of, of ideas and, and brainstorming. And, and there was just a lot of really good knowledge being passed. So I, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway for that one or uh, for this year. Um, and then what was the expect moving into the next year? Is that yeah. the other question? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it'll be the same idea, just more refined. The one thing that we wanted to kind of make sure we did with this was not have the same speakers every year. Yeah. So it, we're going to do it kind of on like a cycle where we'll have a few of the same speakers, but then we want to bring in like different ideas, people that have, you know, cause we might've had some of the best in like pitching mechanics or understanding pitching motion or understanding uh, um, like the connect sequence or doing surgery on the elbow. But then we also, we haven't really, really dived deep into like uh, force play technology or uh, how we would use that for training um, someone with uh, an arm issue or how we would mitigate some, um, you know, certain injuries or there's just other avenues or there's other experts in different areas. Like uh, who, I mean, People don't know all that much about PRP and stem cell injection. Well, I ha we have a really good relationship with someone that does a ton of these at baseball athletes. Like, I want to bring him in to teach everyone, like, what this happened or why this needs to happen or what happens when you get one or why it would be necessary, who you should send that to, what to look for. Like, that's not really being discussed. So I'm not saying that in particular is, is what would be, like, the big push, but I, that's kind of the idea is I don't want it always to be the same so that we can bring new fresh ideas. And then we'll just kind of keep people on kind of a cycle, uh, you know, like 2022 be a lot of what 2020 was and, and that kind of idea. So I'm excited for next year. It's just going to be a, uh, maybe a little bit more demonstrations for next year. We're going to, you know, make sure we use a, a bullpen to have someone demonstrate how they might change um, certain movement parameters, motor control, skill acquisition type stuff, um, get a little bit more in depth on that. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that also too, and maybe they're already at the event, but I also want to pose the question to you. I'm pretty smart guy. So I want to know from a smart guy, who's the smartest guy that you've ever met? <laughs> Man. Okay. So this is, it's a little bit of a loaded question. So I, and yeah. I'm going to take a little bit of a balk on this too. So okay. in my opinion, and I got this from my wife, who's Maybe she might be the smartest person. Yeah, she's the smartest. This but, makes sense. That's, that's a good move. Yeah. That's a good, <laughs> good move right there. Good husband and move. Now we, I told you he was smart. <laughs> Man, you wow. Yep. Oh, but she's she's really she's so she's intelligent, like super smart. She's an engineer, very analytical, but she sees things so creatively and abstract that I, I if I could trade brains in a second, I would. She's insane, but she always says like you know smarts and intelligence is so subjective. Like how can you judge someone because they're a doctor and they're really smart on the body compared to someone who's a carpenter, who's really smart on wood and technique and all that. Like you can't compare the two in terms of like, like, you know what I mean? Like it's subjective. Yeah. Like you might have an objective measure as far as like your IQ, 
but is that all really matter when it turns of like knowing something like yeah. and i i i i agree with her there like I, I know really smart people like uh people in medicine or people in stats or people uh in engineering or everybody that works for spacex like i have i know really smart people but i wouldn't say like one would be the smartest over the other because they're all really smart in their own in their own you know areas yeah that was a cop-out question or answer i'm sorry <laughs> well no 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 it, it reminded me of that um old like cartoon that i've i've uh, seen before where it's like um you know if you try to have a fish like climb a tree right like it's all about how you yeah, measure it's, it's all, exactly all, that it, it's all about how you measure it right like if you put a fish in water you're going to see where it's uh, you know like uh, more than a fish and you know might be the best fit for that situation um but again if you put um you know the, try to tell the fish to climb a tree and then all of a sudden you say oh no that you know the fish is um you know ignorant or you know can't do this blah blah, blah. like you know it's all about how you measure it i think it's very important yeah. um yeah that's exactly point. it well, and I don't think it's a cop out. My wife's in the next room, so I probably would have answered it the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Tyler, we actually we actually had a a little birdie come drop by Joey and I. You mentioned it earlier in the show, but told us you can write a little bit, and then it happened to be that you liked Steve so much, you decided to co-author some of his book with him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can you give us some spark notes, the kind of the spark notes version of the book and, and the piece that you wrote? Yeah. So Steve put together quite a little piece on, uh, um, recovery and rehab and, and kind of way you would train and, and, you know, periodization and really good job. And I, I don't think it's got its, its, uh, due, uh, um, credit that it deserves, but, uh, it, you know, he did a really good job on that. I wrote, so here's, here's funny thing. I wrote probably, I think three chapters, maybe. Um, one was on like breathing and some movement stuff as far as like uh, spinal st uh, stability. Um, and then another one was on, uh, man, it's been a couple of years. I'm going to say NSAIDs. So like anti-inflammatories, uh, kind of the science behind them, what happens if you take them consistently, you know, what are your injury risks, stuff like that. And then I actually wrote a whole chapter on meditation that he totally scrapped. Like I took a ton of time <laughs> in it and he, he was like, uh, he goes, hey, man, we didn't have time to edit it, so I went ahead and just uh, left it out. I'm like, God, oh, that's, dang that's it. Classic. So, that's classic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send him a text about that one. That's, that's just bad. That's just bad. We gotta, we're going to yeah. get your own book deal for just that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it's floating around somewhere. Oh, man. No, he did a great job on that, though. That's awesome. Well, you're also, again, you're on the podcast here with uh, – um, I, 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 I don't – think that in any way in any form you can call me a co-author of eugene's book but i think i wrote about three paragraphs <laughs> <laughs> not three chapters about three paragraphs and uh that was about it it's probably the it's probably the worst part of the book so again if you uh if you if you if you're in the part with uh force transmission direction and space those three paragraphs i wrote that so there there it is so there it and, is and i feel your pain i feel your pain on your on your you know long overdue I, all i will say though is what i wrote did end up in the book so i don't know that side of the pain you know, <laughs> so um but, is that okay. like when a musician does like a feature on a song, but they don't put it on there? It's like, I hear your oh. voice, but I don't see your name anywhere. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> that's rough. Like, <laughs> I read those words. I'm thinking, Joey, where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So shifting gears, um, if you could share one thing, I know because you're more like objective, especially from like kind of a little bit outside of like the baseball community, I guess I would say, um, you have more of an objective view on the baseball community, at least, uh, what would you, what was the one thing that you would share 
with the baseball community, what would that be? I think that goes back to what we talked about earlier, as far as like not taking everything you see as gospel, like go learn some stuff on your own, like read some books, what other people might, might uh, recommend. Um, try to figure some stuff out by yourself. Like don't just, you know, read who the, the next person with 10,000 followers on Twitter says, and then be like, Oh, that's, that's what's going on. I'm going to go take that into my uh, training of this guy next week. And it's like, man, you don't understand the what, why, and how of what they just said. Because, like, there are times where, you know, I'll just kind of watch from afar and just shake my head. Like, what the hell is going on? Why are we saying this? Why are we doing this? I understand, like, if you don't, you know, post something every day that you start losing relevance, which is maybe why, like, I am not all that, um, I don't want to say popular on Twitter, but it's more of, like, I'm not as active as maybe I should be. But it's, like, I just hate that, People feel like they just need to see themselves talk or see themselves text or tweet or whatever. Um, and I, with the, like, to the coaches out there, like, go, go, I hate saying figure it out on your own, but like, learn using your own methods. Like, maybe take a little bit of what some people are saying, check into it. Is this BS or not? Ask some people in your network. God, that's the other thing. Get, create a network. Mm. That just triggered something. Like, find out someone in your area that's really good at movement, whether that's a, uh, uh, a massage therapist, a chiropractor, physical therapist, uh, someone that, uh, athletic trainer, um, get someone that's, you know, in the, in the medical side of things, have a, have a strength guy that you like to refer to, have pitching guys that you like to refer to, hitting guys, uh, and then do the same in different areas. You know, like I can go to, uh, Chicago and reach out to three or four people that I know that it's like, Hey, I'm in this area. Who do you know there? Or I got a, I got a, a patient or I got a, a client that's in that area. I need some help for them. Like, grow your network that would be a huge thing for every single coach to do like i always tell coaches in my area reach out like if you ever have a question please reach out because like i'm working with your athletes i want you to i want you to communicate with me like i'm i'm always open and available so i would definitely say um reach out to people try to learn from from them directly and, and you know not everybody's a turd so uh people are generally <laughs> a little bit you know nicer than you might think they are yeah, no, agreed. I was going to, you know, just again, to add to that point is the same that thing. Bo and I have talked about this before where a lot of times like that's why I, in, in the same right, I don't mind giving out a whole bunch of things on like social media or things like that is because um, it's it's still everything needs context, right? Everything has a time, a place, a setting with a certain individual, with a certain movement profile, all these other things, right? Like, so you can take all those are just like little nuggets. But like you're saying, you got to run that through that filtering process and figure out what works, who it works with, and all those other things that obviously are just impossible to share holistically um, in like, you know, a two minute and 20 second video, or, uh, you know, again, a 160 characteristics or whatever it is uh, now, right? So like, those are, that's the, a really big piece that, that, the, uh, that you shared that is, you know, impactful is like, guys understanding that there's a lot of nuggets out there, but again, it's not gospel and also to everything needs context. And I, I think I said this to Bleak just last night, I said, uh, there's so many things that I was doing a year ago that I don't agree with, let alone there's things that I said last week <laughs> that I would think about differently now. Um, so that's yep. like a, a thing too. Like I always tell people it's like on social media, somebody I think called me out um, on the other day and being like, well, that's a really big word for people that are trying to learn or something like that. Right. And I said, um, I said, yeah, but you also got to remember like Twitter is free. 
Like I get paid zero dollars <laughs> to post anything on Twitter, right? Um, so anytime I put anything out, it's like again, like this is a beautiful thing that you have. You know, I'm gonna go Gary V on everybody here in a second. Um, shout out to Gary V. Still trying to get you on the podcast, um, but um, shout out uh, is Gary V here is like again, uh, like uh, Twitter and all those things are a great platform to learn, um, to you know have a, a insight, be a fly on the wall in some of these conversations that you would have loved to be in. You know, you know, a couple decades ago or even one decade ago, right? So I think it's just so powerful um, that the opportunity that we have, but also too, we have to be a good steward of that information and understanding that these are just nuggets. Everything needs context, um, you know, and, and all of those other pieces as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, I was going to say that what you said about context, that's uh, um, Zach Dakin at TCU. He does one thing when I had him on, on my podcast, it was, uh, he, he mentioned like everything's out of context. Like you need to, you need to consider the context in any situation. Because he said, you know, I used to be so anti-running, so anti this or that. Now it's like, well, maybe for this guy, it makes sense. You know, maybe this guy needs a little bit something different. So to say that something is an absolute is is ridiculous and that it, you have to consider the context in, in pretty much every situation. Yeah. The thing that I that I always go back to and Joe and I talk about, and you've talked about it a few times, is like the BS floating around and the self-proclaimed hitting and pitching gurus and like... While it's up for interpretation, where the hell's the line drawn between innovative and you just don't quite have it? There's not. There's not. I mean, think about it. Who's other than people getting called out for what they say or do? What's stopping someone from saying something crazily outlandish, and then uh, say 15 people in the Midwest read it and go, "I'm going to start doing that," mm-hmm. and then either someone gets hurt or they're just they're cycled down the wrong path for the rest of their career. Yeah. Like you say one thing to someone, like if someone travels to uh, a different state to work with, with uh, someone that is, is, you know, considered highly influential or, you know, a, a top of the line guy or whatever, uh, as far as like instruction goes and mm-hmm. they get one hour with them and that's all they're ever going to have. And what they learn from him in that one hour dictates how they train for the next five to 10 years. And then the, say the night that that person leaves, uh, someone texts him or calls him out like, hey, that was wrong. Like that was the worst thing he could have said. Like that's going to directly impact that person they talk for the rest of their life, for the career at least. So like, I think we need to be a little bit more careful before we just throw stuff out there as recklessly as we do. Because there's, there's no auditing process. There's yeah. nothing to say, hey, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't pass go. Like this doesn't get through through the system. So. Yeah, I don't know. When you kind of take that into consideration and where the game's at right now, what do you think and where, what do you feel like the next frontier in player development is going to be? Mm, okay, so say 10 years, it was all money ball and analytics, and it's still a huge deal now. I think we're going to get more into like the, the movement side of things, and they could be totally biased, but I think there's something to it. Um, I, I think like more it. people are going to like understand. Say more, say more, tell you. I, I think more people are going to be um, like, uh, let me rephrase this. We're going to understand more about how ground force reaction works and force plate measurement. And and it's going to be more common knowledge. And I think 3D motion capture is going to be more cost effective and in the hands of of, of more instructors and and more clinicians and more professors and more coaches and, 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 and all that, I think that we're going to be able to understand why things happen more easily. And then we can prove that, hey, what we were doing before actually was working or it wasn't. 
Um, I think we're going to understand that, you know, I'll give you an example with uh, like the 100 pitch limit. I think that some guys, maybe that's close to where they are. Some guys should be way above that. And some should be way below it based off of how their pitching mechanics are and how much force they create in the ground. Like you can tell if you have, if you were to throw, put someone on a, uh, like, uh, we'll say Wake Forest pitching mound, for, for instance, where they have 3D motion capture, high-speed cameras, and force play technology you can have them throw a few simulated games and start identifying where in their in like in their game as far as pitch count they start changing their movement right because you 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 see a change in lower half mechanics before you see a drop in your pitching uh, um, velocity so we already know the body's starting to compensate now when we can start figuring out where that line is then we can make better decisions on how far people need to be going in games, how they need to up their training, what they need to do going forward, what they need to do in the off season, et cetera. But until then, we're still kind of making guesses. But I think that's going to be in the future. It's going to be more readily, readily uh, accessible. People are going to understand it more. That's, I mean, that's a big reason why World Pitching Congress is, is um, a thing is I want this to be something that everyone can learn. So I think, I think we're going to see more of that. Um, yeah. I would say that's that's kind of the, where I see the game going. I, I see it going also where more hitting coaches or pitching coaches are also uh, rehab specialists or they understand stats really well or they can code really well. Like where you have people that are, um, they're really good at one or two different things, not just one lane. Like you can kind of blend and create a hybrid profession or a hybrid role with organizations. And I, I'm seeing that now. I have friends that are doing that now. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that rather than just, oh, he's the PT, you know? Oh, he's a PT that understands bat path mechanics really well and why certain people do certain things. And then, oh, he's really good at understanding how to pitch around those bat path mechanics. So now he's also kind of a, a pitching coach too. Um, like, wow, that's a really good skill to have. So I think we're going to see way more of that. No, I love that. I, th- I think that's a big thing and a big misconception with a lot of just understanding where the game is, is that, if people like a misunderstanding of how much more there is to learn, you know, like just how much, how much more, how much things that we still don't understand, or again, we have hunches on, or like, this is why we believe it happens. Or again, there's a lot of these, a lot of theories, right? Like there's a lot of things. I mean, even too, like, you know, uh, like spinal engine theory and like a lot of these things, right? Like with hunches on like, but the problem is, is (laughs) you can't just, you know, cut somebody open that's living and do a lot of the tests that we would need to do to figure out if like this is how it actually happens and even if then we collect all that data like again first off the person probably dies and then <laughs> oops uh second <laughs> off on yeah. on, the, on the opposite side of that like you you have all this data but it, again data isn't objective like it's data is objective but the problem is is whoever has to decipher it is not going to be objective right they're going to all have their mm-hmm. lens of why they think all that data is being created and then like how it's all integrated and like this stuff takes time, you know? So, and then you have to blend all of those uh, different sciences together uh, to understand, you know, holistically what's actually happening. Um, and I think that that's the thing. It's like, um, I, I, I think more than anything, the mindset that needs to be changed is just that. And, and I think a lot of it, again, I'm going back Gary V. There's a lot of just uh, like insecurity there of people like being okay with being um, like, I'm wrong all the time. Like I literally like, 
mm-hmm. catch myself being, you know, something that I was doing in the past, something I said yesterday, uh, something that I was doing here, or maybe I did it in the wrong timing, or I did it with the wrong guy, or like, you know, I wouldn't do it that way again, because now I learned. But again, like, those are all learning experiences, like, it's okay. And I like try to put that out, like, it's okay to say something and like, think that, you know, with this is what you think and how it happens. But like, also on the opposite side of that of being like, I could be wrong. And that's okay. <laughs> and like, let's just oh, keep man. pushing down that path, you know? That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, so my uh, question that I got for you is I want to know what you're reading right now and what is on your reading list for 2020. Oh, I'm a bad reader. I, maybe this isn't a bad reader. It's a different way of reading. So yeah. I will read a handful of pages or a chapter or two and then pick something else up. And then I'll read a handful of pages, chapter two, and I'll go back to something else. So I actually, I prepared for this one because I know you were going to ask this one. <laughs> um, I'm currently reading um, The Practice of Natural Movement by Erwin LaCour. It is a huge honking book, and it's a lot on like how the body moves in nature and like what we expect through movement and what we need to see. Um, really good book. There's an older one that I'm reading right now called Stability, Sport, and Performance Movement by Joanne Elfenstein or Elfenstein. I think she's out of the UK, but it's, it's, there's some stuff in there that I really, really liked. And there was some stuff that jived like right with my thinking that no one else was really talking about. And I'm like, Oh shoot, this is, I need to look deeper into this. So that was a good one too. Haven't got through it all. Um, and then also I'm reading conscious coaching by Brett Bartholomew because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to read it, but then I just found out a couple, um, like a month ago that him and I are going to be presenting at the Missouri NSCA conference and he's going right after me. So I kind of want to be prepared for, for, uh, you know, what to expect there. So I'm, I'm reading that one right now, man, you and Joey are like psychopathic readers. I don't know how you can start something and not finish it. <laughs> Different breed. Weird. I do the it same. Weird. And there, I do the same thing really? that you do, Tyler. I do the literally the same thing. I read a chapter, then I want to read a chapter from another book, then I want to read, you know, then I don't finish this one. I have one that's been sitting there for two years that I haven't, you know, finished, and I just read what I wanted out of it. Or, yeah, yeah. I think I, I I do that. I I I view it like uh, changing the channel on the TV. That's kind of kind of how I view it when I'm reading. You get bored. I think it's I think it's ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest like, and call it what it is, huh? Like I'm like, man, I'm gonna go with something else. I'm, I'm bored, but then I'll get back. To it, I'm like, oh, this is great, but then I'll get bored quick. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I enjoy the books I read. I just say I, I have a hard time sitting with one for you know 200 straight pages. Yeah. Yeah. I just go where my heart goes too. You know, like sometimes I'm just really interested in skill acquisition, and other times of the year I'm really interested in, um, you know, whatever. If something with the brain or um, like, you know, and again, it all blends into one thing, right? <laughs> nature doesn't know, know the sciences. It just is nature. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, you know, that's a big thing is I, I, I really just go like, what's just interesting me in the moment. And maybe I want to read about, I mean, I got books on like being a dad. I'm, I, I don't even have a girlfriend, <laughs> right? Like I just like, <laughs> like to read stuff. I like to read different about breed, stuff. Man. Oh. I, I, I just like to read about stuff and I like to like get different perspectives on like, I'm telling you one of the, some of the greatest, I'm going to give a little, little out right now is that what well, I think some of the greatest coaching books are parenting books. Oh my, like I've, I've stolen mm-hmm. so many things from parenting books on like, but again, it all overlaps with like leadership and like, um, yeah, there's a really good book. Another book I'll, I'll throw out there is like, uh, know how to hold them. That's like, that's a, a parenting book. Um, and he just wow. talks about like going through with like, with his like son and yeah, just like 
different. Yeah. Just some different mindset. Like there's some things that have really helped me um, from parenting books for sure. That's yeah. really cool. It's actually kind of funny. The first thing I think when you said that was like, it's kind of like being a doomsday prepper. Like, you know what's <laughs> going to happen. You're not, you don't have a girlfriend yet. Like, what's going to happen? Babies work. <laughs> That's classic. That's a classic. Joey's going to be the uncle at the party that doesn't have any kids, but is telling everybody how to raise their kids. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I read this in a book one time. Let me tell you about this book, chapter two, <laughs> section one, paragraph five. Uh, oh, I heard they like to be juggled. <laughs> uh, uh, one thing we like to do, Tyler, especially getting towards the end of the show, uh, we like to have those guys tuning in the opportunity to reach out, um, kind of continue the conversation with you if they would like to. Um, what's the yeah. best way for those guys to get in contact with you? Oh, man. Um, Reach out, I would say, on Twitter. Twitter's probably going to be the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, a little bit easier than anything else. Um, Instagram is – I'm not very good on Instagram. I do some stuff, but I'm not super uh, up with it. Um, you can always email me, but then a lot of times emails get lost, like, in the fray of everything else. <laughs> um, I mean, I, every time I check email, I have 20, 30 new emails, and half the time it's just crap anyway. So you yeah. get caught in, like, the delete file. Um, I would say reach out on Twitter. Uh, Facebook's a total wash, but yeah, Twitter's probably a good one. Okay, cool. We'll make sure to put your at um, in the show notes for this episode. But no, hey, Tyler, we just wanted uh, any. Oh, first off, before we wrap it up, is there anything you would like to share or anything, any last minute thoughts? The floor is yours. Oh, last minute thoughts? Not, not really. I mean, just everyone needs to keep learning and and growing, and and uh, if they need some help with that, you can always come uh, to. We'll pitch in Congress 2021 and uh, maybe January, maybe sooner. We're taking uh, potential ideas on on uh, maybe uh, like October, November, December timeframe. I know there's a lot of other events going on, but we're just trying to see what makes sense. Um, and then also, if you weren't able to make it to this one, we will, believe it or not, be selling digital copies very soon. So there, I'm getting... Um, I'm actually getting the final edited versions of uh, the last three or four talks uh, this week, and then they should be going up for sale. I don't know when this is going to be published, but uh, hopefully by March. So that'll be open and available if you're wanting to see or hear or learn what's, uh, what it's all about. We will have uh, a digital version. So And, and where, can, uh, where can people find that at? Yeah, that'll be on our website. So gestaltperformance.com, which I'm sure will be linked in the show notes or something. And uh, there's a World Pitching Congress uh, page on, on the Gestalt Performance website. So you can just go there and there'll be a link for all that. So that's where you can find it. Money. Perfect. Well, no, I, Tyler, again, uh, thank you for jumping on with us. Again, you've uh, done it again. I learned some things every time I talk to you. So I really appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. And I'm sure, you know, it won't be the last time. I'm sure we'll circle back and uh, we'll get you on again so you can tell us all the things that you're screwing up right now, like three years from now. So <laughs> <laughs> per Perfect. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Thanks, guys. Man, it's awesome getting Tyler on. I'm so happy that we can grab him. This call takeaway is brought to you by Yakertech. Yakertech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin access of a pitched ball. No other system captures such clarity on a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yakertech.com and follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay up to date at Yakertech. That's at Yakertech. Yeah, Joey, what was your biggest call takeaway from our conversation with uh, Tyler? I think my biggest call takeaway uh, with Tyler is 
one thing I really enjoy when speaking with him is there's this um, exploration that he still has in him. And I think that that's something that it just like ignites in me. It just reminds me again of too, just how many things that they're, it's not a, you know, it's not like we're close to the end. I mean, we're just literally at the the end, maybe of the beginning, right. Of all the things and understanding how amazing. um, And um, again, this for me comes to a spiritual thing is just how amazing like God has created, uh, you know, this us as human beings, as biological creatures, as the universe, like all of these things, just how how we're just starting to just get a pretty a better idea, right, of all the things that are happening um, throughout movements, throughout our daily lives, all those things, right? And it's just so amazing to me, and it just reminds me of just how, you know, miraculous everything is and um, how much more we have to learn. But that was my biggest call takeaway. How about you, Bo? No, yeah, I agree. I think mine's kind of the same as far as like uh, his thirst for knowledge. Um I think whenever we have those people on the show, Joey, it kind of like ignites me. And uh, you can always tell the ones that are hungry and never really get full. Kind of seems like that's how he is. And especially with him hosting the event, the uh, the World Pitching Congress, guys, make sure you keep your eyes open for that if you weren't able to attend. Um, check, out, check out the digital uh, package that they're going to be releasing here. But I think that's mine, Joey, just like that constant pursuit um, of information and then him going a step further and uh, putting something together for people that are also interested in gathering information. Yeah, definitely love that. Well, hey, guys, make sure to check out the System.Farm, my favorite website, baby. And then also make sure to, again, uh, keep your eyes out. You know you know us over here at the farm. We got some things always cooking, Bo. We yep. always got something stirring the pot. There's always something yep. in the pot getting ready to go. So make sure you guys are staying tuned there. And also, too, remember, closed mouths don't get fed around here. Let yep. us know what you think. Let us know what you need. Like, make sure to reach out to us on, on social media. Um, share again your videos of you guys using the farm board, anything you got there, and also different ideas uh, from that as well. So we really love that. Um, I love pushing out some of your, your guys' content that you guys have been pushing back to us. But from us and our partners over at Baseball Cloud, until next time, Farm System out. Ah.